Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries San Diego. Once again, we're here to share the good news of Jesus Christ and the love that he has for us and the love that we have for him. And so happy to to be with you all again. Uh, God is doing tremendous things. God is doing spectacular things. God is doing awesome and magnificent things in our lives. And we're grateful for what he does on a day in, day out basis. Um, I thank God for you all. Thank you for your your love and your prayers, your support. We're, we're just moment by moment, week by week, we're just doing this in Jesus' name and seeing great things happening in our community. Um, I just want to share real quickly, um, through your giving, we were able to help um, around 125 different families uh, because of your contribution. So again, thank you for all that who has given to Full of Life Ministries San Diego. We are trying to make a difference in our world. And uh, let's continue doing this in Jesus' name. Very, very excited, very happy for what God is doing. And we're just er in the early stages of what God has in store for us. And so for that, we're grateful to God. And so um, thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in each and every week. Uh, we have a time now, which is usually every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, to share what God has placed on, on our hearts. And I'm hoping that you're being blessed. I'm hoping that you're telling your friends and your family about Full of Life Ministries podcast. And so we're going to get right into it. Um, to, today's episode is entitled Taming the Tongue. <laughs> um, the tongue obviously is not a lion, but we have to tame it as though it is a lion. And so, listen, we have to really take responsibility for what we say and, and the words that we use. So I want you guys to think about this. Have you ever found yourself losing it and venting on a loved one in the heat of, of the moment? Maybe you were stressed out that day and you were dealing with a lot that was on your plate and someone says something that is the last straw for you. I mean, you blow up, you lash out, you speak hurtful words and then later when you finally cool down you wish you could take it back those hurtful words that you said hey put your hands up if that's you now the bible declares it says let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouths but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers and that's ephesians uh, chapter 4 verse 29 so now there are several scriptures that pertain to our tongue. And it's not about for taste. It has to do with our language that we use. Scriptures like in Proverbs 15 and 4, it says, Gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. There's Proverbs 16 and 24 talks about kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And then there's uh, Proverbs 18 and 4, it says, A person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. And you can see words are incredibly powerful. I mean, they can build up, they can encourage and motivate. Now, words also can tear down 
They can provide hurt and cause horrible scars. Now, some of you might remember the same many of us used when we were kids. This is kind of old school for, for us as people are older and the young people, you might've heard this before. It's a saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, listen, I'm here to let you know that's really not true. Words can do a number on you because some of us are still living with the scars of the hurtful words of others. People of God and everyone tuning into this podcast, we're going to learn some critical nuggets to live by live by concerning taming our tongue. But listen, now that I got you all excited, listen, we got to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Taming the Tongue. Hi guys, I'm Christopher. You may know me. You may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries San Diego Podcast. And I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at Phil Gale Howard and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function. And it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Uh, the money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. All right, we're back. We're back from our new episode, which is Taming Our Tongue. And so one of the things that we have to first think about is that we have to rely on God's strength to aid us. Now, this is scripture in Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3. It says, He will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him because we trust in him. And then verse 4 goes on to say, Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. You see, peace is what people have yearned for down through the ages. And in this particular passage of scripture, the nation of Israel had just been given a glorious promise from God of his perfect peace. If, if, I, if only their minds were stayed on him. Now, people of God, we are called to trust in the Lord because our righteousness forever with all of our hearts and not to lean upon our own understanding because the Lord our God is our everlasting rock. He is our fortress. And in times of trouble, he is our exceedingly great reward. And this is why we have to control our thoughts and control our tongue. Now, there's another scripture in Psalms 55 and 22. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Now, in Psalms of David, which were penned thousands and thousands of years ago, have as much relevance in today's anti-God, Christ-rejecting, sinful world as they did in the time of David's trouble. Now, listen, David had been betrayed by one of his best friends and his soul was in deep distress. He was restless he was complaining, oppressed by wicked men and distracted by a multitude of threats from his evil enemies. I mean, David was overwhelmed by trouble, brokenhearted with grief. He had a lot of anguish in his heart 
and he was experienced deep emotional distress. Like many believers today, David was fearful of his growing number of enemies. He was overwhelmed by his many troubles. And believe it or not, David was, <laughs> he was sinking. And yet, despite his overwhelming difficulties, David was enabled to turn his eyes on the Lord and to cast his burdens upon him. David knew that God would sustain him through every difficulty he faced, for God will never allow the righteous to be shaken. You see, you have to understand something, people of God, that the tongue can no man tame. It is a unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, I just quoted James uh, 3 and 8. So it's only by the grace of God in our lives can we seek to control our speech. And we have to understand that in Christ, we could do all things because he gives us the strength. And the only way we can control our tongue is through Jesus Christ. So the next thing we have to do in order to really control our tongue is we have to dedicate our hearts and our tongue and our mouth to the Lord each and every single day. Now, there's a scripture in Proverbs 31 and 26. It says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Somebody say kindness. Now, this particular book of the Bible is talking about a virtuous woman written by King Solomon. And in this chapter, he writes how she is not merely a good housewife, attending diligently to material interests. She guides her family with words of wisdom. When she speaks, it is not of gossip or slander or idle talk that she utters, but sentences of prudence and sound sense, such as many minister grace to the hearers dedication and commitment to know that you have a great responsibility to speak wisely. So much of what you speak and articulate provides the makeup of others. You help others of what you say out of your mouth. You see, you will face new circumstances and new conversations every single day. Regularly, Acknowledge you need for discernment and always remember that God's grace helps you remain conscious of your words. Think about what you're going to say is what I'm saying. Now, there's a scripture in Psalms 19 and 14 that says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, you are my rock and my redeemer. You have to put your heart in tune with God's spirit by daily reading his word. You have to meditate on scriptures that address the power of words. There's a scripture in, in Psalms 119 and 11. He says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid. Doesn't mean to hide it. It doesn't mean to put it under the pillow or tuck it so no one can see your words. But it's, it's the words that will bring healing and reconciliation to a situation that may be your face within your life. Another thing that you have to do is you have to res, res, uh, assume responsibility for every word that you speak. Be responsible with your words because God desires that you speak the truth. You have to speak the truth. He's going to hold you responsible for what you speak. Now, there's a scripture in 
Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, and it says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people, and it really means all people, will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Think about that. That every single word that comes out of your mouth, you're going to have to answer for the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, you're going to have to answer to God for those words. So that's why you have to be responsible. Another thing that you have to do in order to, to control your tongue is you have to ask those around you if you use words that are offensive. I mean, your family, your friends, your co-workers and acquaintances can observe the effects of your words and attitudes. Won't you take the time and ask them about your speech patterns? and evaluate the observations they share. That means that you have to really listen to some painful truths that may be occurring in your life that you may not be aware of. And if there's a consensus, if there's a pattern, if everybody's saying the same thing, then there's a good possibility that that's who you really are. And so we have to understand the importance of taming our tongue. Now, another thing that you have to do is you have to commit yourself to giving a good report and when it's necessary to follow biblical principles of correction. You understand what I just said? Commit yourself to giving a good report and when it's, it is necessary to follow biblical principles of correction. Now, this is scripture in, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. It says, if your brother sins against you, it says, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Now, during conflict, it is tempting to complain to a third party. You know what that third party is? That's that gossip party. And, you know, they never give you the truth. They always give you what you want to hear. That third party, instead of just saying, I'm going to courageously speak the truth, in love to the person that I'm upset with. This makes the matter worse when you start bringing in third parties. You should instead go directly to the person involved. Private confrontation is always the first step. I'm gonna say that one more time. Private confrontation is always the first step. And you should do it as soon as possible. Why do I say that? Because the longer it lingers, the bigger it grows. The longer you keep festering and allowing that thing to fester in your mind and in your spirit, the more it grows. And the third party, I should, I should say the fourth party. Because, you know, usually if you bring in the third party, it's somebody that can really give you bad advice. And then the fourth party is the devil himself. And he always gives wrong advice. He gives you what your flesh wants to you to hear instead of what the truth really is. If you're unable to work things out between the two of you, the next step is to take one or two witnesses to help confirm the problem and reconcile the relationship. What should you do if the person is still stuck in stubbornness? <laughs> Jesus says to take it to the church then. Again, taming the tongue has parameters to live by, and if applied, can provide resolution to the conflict. 
I love that. Because that's what it comes down to is that we want to bring resolution responsibly to bring resolution to a conflict that will happen in everyone's life. You can't run away from conflict, but you can address it responsible and you can bring glory to God in the way you deal with the conflict. Amen. Another thing that you should do is fulfill past promises and think carefully before making any new promises. Have you guys ever did that before? You said something, you put something, I'm going to be there next week at 10 o'clock only not to fulfill the promise that you made. And sometimes we do it because we feel obligated to do it. And then we just figure that if we just don't do it or if we ignore it, then that's okay. That's not the way you're supposed to do people, people of God. You don't supposed to treat people that way. So you need to fulfill the promises you have made even when doing so requires unforeseen sacrifice. God will bless the one who sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. Jesus says, let your communication be yea, nay. That's what it's all about. When you speak, let it be truthful. Let it be from a good place. Let it be from a good mindset. When you speak, let it be truthful. Understanding that your promise is your word because that old saying is your word is your bond. When in today's society, that doesn't really apply anymore. Seems like your word is not your bond. You can tell people anything, but guess what? When you speak those kind of words, that's not controlling your tongue. That's bringing an adverse pain to somebody else's life or you bring an offense to another person's life which does not glorify God in the in the highest degree. It does not. The last thing, no, there's two more things that I want to talk about because I want to make sure I cover these things. You have to ask for forgiveness for any unloving words or attitudes. James 3 and 2 says, when you speak words that you shouldn't have spoken, seek forgiveness. Let all, I mean, let all evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. That's Ephesians 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. So you have to understand, be kind to one another. Be tenderhearted towards one another and forgive. That means that when you forgive, that means you have to use your mouth to say, I forgive you and, and really mean it. I mean, really come from a good place to forgive. Forgiveness is hard. I understand. But guess what? God forgave you. And thank God that he could have just said, you know what? You messed up. That's it. I'm done with you. But he never did that. He always forgives. And then he takes your forgiveness and he throws it into a seed that he doesn't even remember it no more. That's the good news about being with Jesus Christ. And the last but not least that I want to cover is that you have to learn to speak words that will encourage, comfort, inspire, and edify. I mean, just ask God to guide you to speak words that will honor him and accomplish his purpose. Now, listen, your words indicate what is really in your heart. Your words 
indicate what's really in your heart. In your efforts to control your tongue, just, just follow the Apostle Paul's admonition. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, I don't mind that word honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things that are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. When the thoughts of your heart are focused on what is good and true, your words will reflect it, bringing honor to God and to others. And let the people of God say amen. I want you guys to understand something as I, as I close that what's in your heart usually comes out. And so sometimes you have to go in just like a computer when you understand that your computer's not running the way it's supposed to run. Maybe there's something inwardly that needs to be removed. Maybe it's some kind of virus that's in your uh, internal drive. Hallelujah. That's affecting your progress in life. And it could be because you've allowed certain things to lay in your heart and in your mind. And so once you explode, out comes those words like a roaring lion that devours people's minds and hearts that brings uh, effect that sometimes is irreversible because you did not be responsible with the words that's, that comes out of your mouth. God is holding us, all of us accountable to what we say and, and how we minister and, and, and what, we, what we think about and what we talk about. Our language is important to God. You know what? We see things on TV and we hear things on the internet and we see things through social media and all of these things. Sometimes we have, we have been reckless with what we say. The things that we do, thinking it's okay that we should just get over it. No, we some things we just can't get over. There are some things that we have to understand that God is holding us accountable for what we say. So we got to we got to get this thing tamed. I shouldn't say we. We have to allow God, who is the lion tamer, to tame our tongue. So then that way, when we go and we minister to people, when we share the love of Jesus. When we impact the society with how we talk and our dialogue should be different than others, how they dialogue, because that's how you let your light shine is through how you speak. And if you speak clear and you speak with the anointing of God, then healing takes place. Then people are drawn not to you, but to the God that's in you. And then God is exalted. And then the world can change because now we have got a hold of this tongue that's full of evil and poison like we read in James 3 and 2 so we have to be careful what we say we have to be careful with what we think we have to think on things that are lovely that are pure that are honest and when we do these things then that's when and that's when only and only then that's when we can see transformation in our society will take place when we learn how to control our tongue let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all your many blessings. We 
thank you for your word, that your word brings enlightenment to our spirits. God, we do know that our tongue has, has power. For your word says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so, God, we want to be full of life. Hallelujah. We want our words to, to be impactful in a good way. Not to bring harm or shame to your name, but it will bring glory to your name. So help us with the words that we say, oh God. Help us that we will be responsible and not irresponsible for what we say to others and even to ourselves, oh God. And that God, that if anybody that needs to hear those words, we should share it with you so you can clean us up and take all the toxins out of our lives. God, help us in this area of our lives. We give you praise in advance for what you're going to do. We ask all these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, people of God, we are done for today. I hope that you receive what God has placed on my heart. We are doing some great things for the kingdom of God. Again, we thank you for all who's tuning in. Please continue to share the podcast with others because we're now going all around the world. Um, we, we just picked up a new um, outlet through, um, I can't think of the outlet's name, but it's in the Philippines. And so we welcome all the people who live in the Philippines to our podcast, Full of Life Ministry San Diego. Welcome aboard. We are trying to go all around the world to show the good news of Jesus Christ. So again, thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for tuning in each and every week. Um, Everything that you do has been a blessing to us. So if there's anything that you may need, please contact me at PastorPhil at LovingKindnessWC.org. You can also contact us through our other email, which is fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Please write us. Let us know how you're doing. If there's anything spiritually that you may need to to, uh, help you along your journey, please don't hesitate to let us know. If you'd like to contribute to Full of Life Ministry San Diego, we have a cash app, which is the dollar sign, Full of Life SD. Please give uh, generously. Give what God has placed on your heart to give. Uh, we also have uh, Venmo and we have PayPal that you can contribute to. But most importantly, just we just need your prayers. We need your prayers and we need you to continue to help us along this journey. This is not about Pastor Phil of Full of Life Ministry San Diego. This is about all of us connecting with each other. We are going around the world to let everyone know that there is an answer to the dilemma that what's going on in our society. And that's through Jesus Christ. And so again, thank you all who tunes in. Please continue to share and let's do this in Jesus name. God bless.